And we are live. Hi, I am uh, Lisa Nowakowski and I am your host. I am a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County and this is episode 71 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee. And I'm Nancy Minicozzi. I'm an instructional tech coach in Northwest LA County with a reminder that we have a 15 minute format because ain't nobody got time for more than that. No, they don't. So today's coffee fact is, did you know that you can actually overdose on coffee? Yes, I know. Nancy did not like that fact. Um, <laughs> however, don't worry, my friend Nancy. Um, you really need to drink about 30 cups in a really short period of time in order to get close to the lethal dose of caffeine. So I think you're safe. <laughs> and tonight, tonight's guest is Isabel Gonzalez. Uh, who will be talking to us about using text-to-speech feature to improve foreign language uh, pronunciation, which is really exciting. So Isabel, um, please tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do. My name is Isabel, and um, good morning to you all. It's five o'clock here in Sweden, uh, where I'm based. Um, I'm an IT adoption manager slash educator for a PD partner here in Scandinavia. Uh, their name is Wizkids. And before that, I was a Spanish English teacher at a high school for uh, 10 years before I left the classroom and became and did all these googly things. Google trainer and Google innovator, amongst many things. And I'm also a digitized Wonder Woman, which is my Google innovator project, which is to bring women into edtech or into the lime limelight of edtech. And uh, Swedes are really good at speaking English. They have the best pronunciation of the Scandinavian countries. I don't know if you thought about that, but if you think if you hear a Swedish band like the Cardigans, they don't have much of an accent. But then when you listen to Danes and others, they do have it. But in Swedes, in that way, they're very, very lucky. So I use the the function function text to speech in Google Docs basically for my Spanish students. In the southern parts of Sweden, we have a glutural R. It's like a French R, the G. So when they try to say the rolling R's like in carro or perro or Pedro even, they had difficulties. So instead of me sitting with my students 15 minutes, each and every one of them trying to get them to do this, I said, you know what? You can do this yourselves here at school or at home or wherever you want and uh, like do it continuously practice and practice and practice. And when Google actually writes what you're saying, then it is what you should be saying. So it's a super easy to use function. And it wasn't actually I that decided to use this in the classroom is I noticed my son using it to be in contact with his grandmother. Um, we live in, Sp in Sweden. My parents live in Luxembourg because of uh, job situations. And my son is really good in, at speaking Spanish, but not writing it. So I cut him talking into a document and sending the document to my mother, because he's, he's uh, in Sweden we say that he's been um, negatively influenced by my job in the way that he does everything that I do for a job at home. So when I was marking national exams in Sweden, he would be writing, drawing the front cover of the national exams at daycare. So he knows how to share documents. He knows how to do all, all these things. He actually implemented Google or Chromebooks in his school when he was seven, well, in his classroom when he was seven. So I caught him doing that. He was uh, talking in what he wanted 
sending the document to my mother and my mother would then read what he was saying and then she would call him and talk to him about what he was saying. Uh, long story short, uh, I had prohibited the entrance of these fantastic sneakers with uh, disco lights and wheelies. Do you remember those? They were really big, big a few years ago. Yes, yes. yes. Two weeks afterwards, he had two pairs. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw him using that and I thought, okay, if a six-year-old can do this, my teenage students can do it. So it's a fantastic function. And not only for people learning a new language, but also people that maybe have difficulties getting their ideas down paper. And whenever I'm out teaching younger uh, teachers for younger ages, I usually tell them as soon as you show them that they can start writing, they'll have more interest in learning how to write and learning how to read, and that will spark their interest. Um, so that was one of the things I did with my students with the with the text to speech. And you find it really easy. Google Docs is free, especially if you're a school, you have uh, unlimited resources there. So you go to Google Docs, you go to tools, and under tools, you will find the text to speech. Then a nice microphone will appear in your document, which you click on it, you choose whatever language you want to try out, and then you can say it. Sometimes my students had difficulties actually remembering how they were meant to say it. So I asked them to go to Google Translate. And when you translate, you can actually listen to what you're translating in the language that you're translating it to. So like that way, they could listen to it and then emulate it and see how close they, close they were to that. Um, so uh, I always start, when I started a new course in Spanish at level one, I would ask them to write a little bit about themselves. And I said, at the end of today, you will be able to say, my name is, how old I am, and something fun about yourself. And they were going, ah, I can't do that. And at the end of the day, due to the Google Translate and the Google Text-to-Speech, they were able to say it in compre comprehensive Spanish. And that was a such a, a, a confidence booster that they would come back in the next lesson ready to go. So allow them to use these technologies. Google Translate is the frenemy of in every single foreign language teacher. I use them in my first year since in Spanish and my last years, these people that have been studying with me during four or three years, four years, we would actually help Google Translate actually become a better translator. So that was part of, we spent five minutes every lesson trying to set and put in different types of words and, and sentences and helping uh, Google actually translate better from Swedish to English or to uh, uh, Swedish. Spanish to Swedish, sorry. So those are a few of my tips that I found really effective in my classroom. I love that the entire thing kind of stems from your six-year-old son and you just kind of took it off from there. And I love that you're using Google Translate as well to help your students. Um, both Nancy and I are in California. I'm in uh, the fifth grade classroom and so many of my students are second language learners and have used the text-to-speech feature. Um, last year, I did have a student who, when we were doing, uh, when we would have class discussions, she would quietly just press the text-to-speech feature to transcribe everything that was going on in the classroom. So I oh. thought that was fantastic. Um, so your main tool that you use is um, in Google, in the uh, Google Documents then, yes? Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, so uh, 
I was going to say what age ranges um, are most successful with this, but you've already said that you've done it with, you know, your six-year-old son and with, um, you know, teenage students as well. And of course, you know, that then also translates to um, adults as well. Um, so it sounds like you have do you're doing these amazing things um, with the text-to-speech feature. Um, anything else, uh, any other tools that you have found um, that are as useful or do you just stick with uh, the Google because it is free? It is free and that's the beauty of it. Before uh, here in Sweden or in Europe, in the beginning of April last year, we had a new uh, data law called GDPR. And it meant that many of my favorite tools, I was meant to say goodbye to them because they were not GDPR compliant. And there's one, one tool that I, I quite liked a lot, which was talk and comment. It's an extension within Google. And it was amazing basically for my students to be able to, to um, to uh, for their pronunciation i used it basically to, to give feedback to my students but sometimes when in english when i knew that my students had difficulties pronouncing words i would say when they're writing it when they were writing a, a document i said okay if, like record yourself doing this and what it does the text uh, talked in common it creates a link which you can put directly in the comment in your google doc that just becomes a play button. So I didn't have to go outside my document to actually listen to what they were saying. So if I knew that my student had difficulty saying specific words, I would kind of let them create a comment, then they would have to pronounce it and it would become a comment within my comments or response to my comments. I could like that, that way do it. I was, I'm a geek, <laughs> we should say that. I have time, my students, they they love me at the same time when they see me come back, it, go into the classroom, bright eye and bushy tail, they say, oh my God, Isabel has something new for us. Um, <laughs> so, so um, but it's a good way. I mean, and uh, Screencastify is super good also for them to like pronounce it. I know that I had students that were difficult, that were nervous about pre like presenting. So before the run-up of presentation, I would ask them to do a couple of Screencastifies so that they will feel a bit more warmer in their clothes, as we say in Sweden. And then I would give them feedback upon that. And then when they had presentation, it was presentation day, they were pros at it. But anything that you find useful and you see yourself using in the day-to-day -day basis, like uh, Google Keep or any of these tools that are free, you can also apply them to the classroom. You just have to tweak them ever so much. Uh, in Sweden right now, we're having lots of discussions whether or not we should have mobile phones in the classroom. I have never had a difficulty with mobile phones in my classroom. We utilize them as dictionaries, as ways to increase and have access to real, authentic language. So it's us as teachers that have to be the leaders and show them how to use these all, all these tools effectively for their learning. I love that message that we, as the teachers, are the ones that are you know, modeling what our students should be doing. And I absolutely agree with you and I'm, I'm sure Nancy does as well. Um, God, you, I am so impressed with how you are using all of these tools in the classroom. Um, and yes, you you had mentioned that the, the laws had changed in Europe. And of course, um, that also affected us here in the United States as well. Um, and I think for the better, like mm -hmm. the laws were definitely meant to protect students as well. Um, do you have any other um, advice or anything else that you would like to add for our listeners? 
be bold, don't be afraid. And just, if you find it fun, if you find there's lots of new things that, that are happening in education-wise and lots of new apps, just try one app a month or maybe two months with your students or a program or a website that you find super useful. I mean, the more that you, the more that you make the, le the, the learning experience more approachable for them, because they use the mobile phones and social media and all these things as for everything. Uh, my 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 six year old now is a ten year old, and many times I catch him talking on mobile phones. And I, and I said, I, last time I caught him, I said, weren't you meant to go to events and watch a movie? And he said, we're watching a movie together. He's like, you have a phone next to you. Exactly. He's on the other line. <laughs> so use all these tools that they have on their day to day and include them in the in the learning experience the, in your learning a uh, teaching pedagogy and uh, narrative that's where i want to say teaching narrative because then it will make the learning experience much more approachable and relatable for them i'm not asking you to to make to make them write a paper about about fortnite but maybe do include some Fortnite things in your in your teaching. Like, for example, have you noticed that there's lots of female Fortnite players or Fortnite characters? Why is it so? Is it because more uh, egalitarian, like playing field, or is it still the male chauvinistic uh, gaming world? So that's a good way to start talking about that. Maybe not for six-year-olds, but maybe for teenagers that are still playing with Fortnite. So, so use what they are talking about in the free time in your classroom and then they will be wanting to learn i love that use what they're doing and i also love the be bold i that is a, i love that <laughs> um so isabel thank you so much for joining us we know it's super early there <laughs> and we are so appreciative that you were able to join us and share your knowledge um, and your experiences with our listeners. Um, so we also do want to thank our listeners for listening. Um, and if you enjoyed the show, please, please leave us a comment and let us know. And as always, we have a comment uh, question for you. And that is, what other tools have you used to help your foreign language learners with pronunciation? So hopefully other people will have, um, they can share their experiences as well. So please join us on Monday, March 4th. Oh my gosh, it's already going to be March, uh, when we will have a fabulous new guest uh, joining us. All right, very good. And uh, please don't forget to subscribe to hear more about easy ways for you to innovate in your classroom. If you enjoy the show, we know you do, uh, please rate and leave us a review on iTunes so people can find us. Remember that we still have a copy of John Soash's book, The Chromebook Classroom, to give away. Um, we're going to be announcing the winner on March 1st. And to enter, all you need to do is to leave us a review on iTunes or comment on our website or YouTube channel about his episode. And if you want to comment about Isabel's episode, we'd love to hear that too. Um, please remember, we are always looking for guests to share the great things they're doing in their classrooms. So if you know someone who fits the bill, or maybe that's you and you'd like to come on and share with our listeners, we would love to have you. Please visit tlc.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know you're interested. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.